Algorithms to Live By by Brian Christian and Tom Griffiths. One sentence summary. Algorithms to Live By explains how computer algorithms work, why their relevancy isn't limited to the digital world, and how you can make better decisions by strategically using the right algorithm at the right time, for example in dating, at home, or in the office. My favorite quote from the authors is, To try and fail is at least to learn. To fail to try is to suffer the inestimable, inestimable loss of what might have been. Brian Christian and Tom Griffiths Brian Christian and Tom Griffiths have done a terrific job with this one. This book merges computer science with everyday life, which makes it a fun introductory read for those who don't really know how computers work. Yet a cool way to learn how to live better, even if you're very experienced in computer science. An algorithm is really nothing more than a recipe, a series of steps you can follow to solve a very specific problem that can be rerun as often as you like and will always provide a solution. Our brains use them all the time to approximate incomplete information or focus on just the essential facts at hand, and thus allow us to make a decision without being paralyzed. Here are three scenarios in particular where you can deliberately use algorithms to make your life easier. 1. Clean up your home using sorting algorithms. 2. Limit the time you spend on time management with a few simple to-do list patterns. 3. Use game theory and mechanism design to improve how you make decisions. Ready to make your life easier with some plug-and-play recipes for productivity? Algorithm will be executed in 3, 2, 1, go! Algorithms to live by, lesson 1. Organize your stuff faster using a variety of sorting algorithms. This answers the question, how can I organize my home? Einstein was notoriously known as a walking source of chaos, and he's famously credited with saying, if a cluttered desk is a sign of a cluttered mind, of what then is an empty desk a sign? I keep my desk as clean as a whistle, and I always find myself to be the exception, but if you're more like Einstein and prefer a decent amount of organized chaos, as we call it in Germany, then this will be comforting. There is order in chaos too. So if within your various piles of paper you can find everything rather quickly, why stress about organizing? However, when you're moving houses or can't walk around your bed anymore because everything's cramped in your home, a sorting algorithm might be in order. The next time you clean up, try using one of these three. Algorithm number one, bubble sort. We coded this one in college. Basically, you only ever compare two items at a time and put them in the right order going through all pairs of items one by one and swap them if their order is wrong. So once you're through the list, you can start over and you don't have to swap anything anymore. Perfect for sorting books, for example. Algorithm number two, insertion sort. This is less incremental, making you take out all items to be organized and then inserting them in the right order. This is ideal for organizing your wardrobe, for example. Algorithm number three, Merge sort. I hope you only have to use this one when you move. It works by dividing all of your collections of items into multiple piles, sorting these piles, for example by room, and then reassembling the sorted piles to get a full solution. All of these three are pretty cool, huh? Algorithms to live by, lesson two. Don't waste time managing your time. Just pick a to-do list algorithm and go. This answers the question, what's the best way to organize my to-do list? Do you know the frustration when managing your time becomes a waste of time in itself? 
When you look at the clock and you realize you've spent two hours organizing your day, which means now you won't have enough time left to take care of everything you've set out to do. I've been there, and that sucks. Luckily, you can use algorithms to save time on this. Here are three in particular. Algorithm number one, earliest due date. With this, you sort all of your tasks by deadlines and start with the one that's due next. This way, you'll make sure you won't run into any time issues. Algorithm number two, Moore's algorithm. If it's too late for earliest due date because you already know you won't make it all in time, skip the task that takes the longest to free a big chunk of time and have a shot at getting everything else done. Algorithm number three, shortest processing time. With lots of small tasks, it makes sense to sort them by how long they're going to take and knock out the shortest ones first. Beware though, especially that last one is prone to something called priority inversion, which is when we focus on urgent, minor tasks and forget to do what's important. Especially for hard work, the ultimate algorithm is still to enter deep work mode and focus on one thing until it's done. Algorithms to live by lesson 3. Make better decisions for yourself and for others with game theory and mechanism design. This answers the question, how can I use algorithms to improve my decision-making process? Game theory is a field of economics that deals with how rational people make decisions, based on other people's choices. For example, depending on whether your friend buys a street they land on in a game of Monopoly or not, you'll make a different move next, and then that's how you're trying to win. A classic example of game theory is the prisoner's dilemma, in which two prisoners are offered the deal to be set free if they tell on their partner in crime. They both will receive a very long sentence if they remain silent and their partner tells on them, or a shorter sentence if both of them stay silent. So as a result of this, the best overall solution would be to stay silent. But because each individual has a chance of being free, rational people will always betray the other party and thus both lose. However, in the real world, people have a natural tendency to cooperate, even if they can't agree on doing so beforehand. So if you see a prisoner's dilemma happening in your company, try to get the involved parties to talk. Mechanism design is a bit easier than game theory, asking what would force myself to make the best decision. For example, when people working at Evernote weren't using their vacation days, even when being offered $1,000 to do so, the company just made vacations mandatory, forcing them to make the decision that was best for them, because vacations keep people healthy and motivated. My personal takeaways from Algorithms to Live By for 2017. The concept of this book is really, really cool. So as someone who studied computer science in college and who spent some time with these algorithms close up, I know they can be very frustrating, complicated to learn, complex to break down, and so on and so forth. But by taking these, these complex ideas and transferring them to everyday life, you create a double win. As I said in the intro of the summary, it's both helpful for people who want to learn about computer science, and don't know much about it, or and for people who might know about computer science but have no clue how to get organized. So this is really a, a very out-of-the-box book, so to speak. <clears throat> In terms of what my biggest takeaway from this book was, uh, was at the very end that mechanism design 
uh, where people were forced to take vacations because that was the best choice for them <clears throat> is really the end goal of most algorithms. So it's designing your environment in a way that sets you up on a specific path of steps to take depending on what situation you're in without having to think about it. So ideally, you would have a go-to sorting algorithm for your house, a go-to organizing algorithm for your to-do list, maybe a go-to um, socializing algorithm for how you want to pick events when you go out with your friends, and so on and so forth, so that the moment you have to make a decision for something that requires some, some time and thought or is rather complex, like, hmm, what uh, task should I work on uh, over ne the next week or tomorrow? You would go into, boom, this uses this algorithm. I'm going to start with this step one, and then I'm going to run down the chain completely on autopilot and get the result and then work with that. So I think the more of your decisions you can automate, the more of your behavior you can make habitual, the more efficient and the less worried and uh, plagued by paradox of choice you will become. So I highly recommend whenever the next opportunity presents itself to use an algorithm or try one of these, um, just do it, just give it a shot, uh, see how happy you are with the results, and then consider making that a fixed mechanism of your life. So if you like, for example, bubble sorting uh, your clothes, comparing them item by item, and then saying, okay, this goes here, this goes here, and if that's a fun way for you to do it, then stick with it and repeat that algorithm and be happy that you have one thing less to think about.